the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. I hope you can tell from the messages that I love the Word of God. It's an awesome book that's filled with extremely awesome promises God made to us, His children. Promises that He's willing and wanting to do for you and me. Promises that God Himself made and put in scriptures just for you and me. One of those awesome promises is the promise of bringing recovery and restoration of all that has been lost and or stolen in our lives, including all the once precious relationships that later were lost and or stolen in our lives. All we have to do is believe God's promise of recovery and restoration to be true, cooperate with God by doing whatever he says to do, and it'll be a promise that he'll do in the lives of me and you. So let's learn a little bit more about what God wants to do and what we need to do to let him do what he wants to do, that is bring recovery and restoration of all that was lost and or stolen from me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you about what the Bible has to say about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I, same Lord, same faith, same results. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Joel chapter 2. And come on, let me get some more of this word that God gave me to give to you, which I bet you is going to bless you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you in Jesus' name. Of course, we're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Where God recovers, He gets back and regains things that were lost from us, things that were taken from us. Where He makes up for and makes good on some things that was no longer being enjoyed by us where he reclaims from even bad states, things that got turned bad, got jacked up, and even maybe was thrown in a, in a dung heap pile, in a refuge pile. God said, I'll get it out, clean it up, return it back to you, and make you uh, live your life with a smile. God can do this for you, but you got to let him do it. You got to work with him while he does it. I'll share you a little bit about that today. It's going to bless you in Jesus' name. Joel chapter 2, foundational text, begins a re- reading at verse 21. It reads, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the trees beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, 
the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I like that. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. Another way of phrasing, can't nobody have done this but me. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. And that I am the Lord your God. And none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Did you hear him repeat that to you? He said, my people shall never be ashamed. Yours got, you got the King James. It says never. I got the East Side Detroit version. It say never. He said, you'll never be ashamed. Praise God. That means it ain't happening, baby. You ain't going to be ashamed. Because God will come through for you and do things for you that only he could do. Things that you will look back later and say, you're so glad he did for you. That's causing the recovery and the restoration of things to happen to me and you. Well, God will begin regaining and, and possibly regaining some things that are lost and taken away from me and you. And he'll be able to restore them and bring them back to me and you. Whereas he'll be able to get, even cause improvements in our economy and improvements in our life too. Improvements so it was even better than it was before, before he did his restoration to me with me and you. Well, we've been looking recently over the fact that one of the many things that he's going to restore to me and you is the recovery and restoration of relationships. The recovery and restoration of relationship. Because that's another one of the things that Satan stole from me and you. Took from me and you. Relationships that were supposed to be had and enjoyed and benefited by me and you. But of course, yeah, the devil took it. But everybody said, that's all right. Because God's going to bring it back. Praise God. Yes, he is. And God's going to be able to hook it up like it was supposed to be hooked up. And, and, and bring it back so that we can be able to enjoy it like we was all supposed to do. Praise God. And that's the broken relationships. That's everything. That's family stuff. That's... Uh, work-related stuff, that's ministerial-type stuff, that's whatever kind of broken stuff that God caused, because he did it. God doesn't like things to be like it's, God wants it to be. So he always comes in, gets in the middle of that, and tears it up and causes it to be something other than what it was supposed to be. That's if it's even there. But we found out God can get all up in the middle of there and cause restoration and recovery to be able to come back to me and you. Even lost loved ones, whether they backslidden, whether they you have a strange relationships, God said, I can bring them back to you. And I've already told you, get ready because they're coming back to you. Praise God. We found out we've been looking at various examples more recently. We've been looking at various examples of restorations of broken relationships. We don't walk through scripture and seen all kind of broken, jacked up, tore up relationships and how they got tore up, too. But all of them ended the same way. God restored them and brought them back so that they can be lived out and enjoyed like they were supposed to do. Praise God. Last time we got together, we even looked out how looked at how Joseph and his brothers got um, their relationship restored too. Mm-hmm. His brothers did him plum wrong. I mean, just dirty, dirty, scandalous, you know, jacked up stuff. Good googly movie. They just jammed him up. Praise God. But, but yet that which they, Satan intended for evil, God still turned it around for good and caused good to be able to happen all the way across the back. So that even though he got played wrong, done wrong by his brothers, he never held the grudge against his brothers. He always stayed in love with his brothers to the point that even when the opportunity came back for him to be re- restored back to his brothers, he didn't turn around and jam them for what he did for them. For him, he turned around and blessed them 
praise God, as a result of what they did and cause a restoration to come back together again, both of him and various generations that were also stolen from it too because there's multiple generations many times that are affected by this broken relationships and all of them got restored too. Praise God. In fact, before his father died, he got a chance to know that his son was alive. He didn't get a chance to see him again, at least not on this side of heaven. He didn't get a chance to see him again. But he, 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 he told his brothers, he said, you go back and tell my boy I said this. Tell him I said, forgive you for what you did. And, of course, he did it too. And just like Joseph's father said that to him, our father's saying the same thing too. He said, I don't care what they did to you. I want you to forgive them so that the restoration can happen like it's supposed to. And, of course, you saw when it did, they were blessed beyond measure. To the point that history shows that they were so blessed that that's why the Egyptians turned against them when another pharaoh came on too. Because they were so blessed that they were scared that they was going to take over everything because they was owning everything and being blessed by God because of how they did what they were supposed to do. And God will bless you too. That when he brings you back together and you forgive like you're supposed to, and when you allow the restoration to occur like it's supposed to, you and them and all of your family is going to get blessed in ways that you haven't even imagined before. In Jesus' name. Today, we're going to work on another restoration. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 3. Let's work on another restoration today. Now, once again, this might not be you specifically, but there are principles that you can still learn from it. And even more importantly, even if it isn't you, there are definitely principles that you can receive and share with somebody too. Because you might know somebody, be involved with somebody in terms of their friends or colleagues or people that you work with, too, that are going through. And you can be able to know what to say to them, what the Bible says should happen to people that go through like what they go through. We're going to look at the recovery and the restoration of a, a couple by the name of Abram and Sarai, who we know to be Abraham and Sarah. Because they had a relationship that was restored, too, a broken relationship that ended up getting restored. And, and just like Abram is the father of faith, that we are all children of faith because he's the father of faith, which means we're supposed to go back and be in faith just like he was too. Well, Sarah is the mama of faith, praise God. And girlfriend operated in faith too. And so that means there's some things we can learn from her about operating in faith, especially when a relationship is restored because you can learn some things from her about how a relationship is stored. One of the reasons why is because there's usually two parties in the midst of a broken relationship, two primary parties in the midst of a broken relationship. Sometimes it breaks down into the category of the one who did the wrong and the one who was wronged. The one who did the wrong and the one who was wronged. Many times, the one that did the wrong, of course, you know, we know we've learned some things about that. But it's important to understand about it from the perspective of the person who was wronged. Because many a times, the reason why God is telling you about recovery and restoration, because you was probably the one that was wronged. And, and, and he's going to be bringing somebody back to you. And you got to be able to operate in faith and operate like you're supposed to in order for God to get done what he wants to do. Sometimes the relationships that are broken are not even, let me rephrase. Sometimes they were broken, but yet they were put back together again. But even when they put back together again, that don't still mean that they've been restored after they've been put back together again. They've been recovered, but they haven't been restored. And God has promised recovery and restoration, which means there's some more information even beyond what you need to know about the fact that they're coming back. So we're going to look at Abraham and Sarah. 
See, what happened to them? We're going to look more from the perspective of Sarah than we do from the Abraham because she's the one that's going to teach us a lesson today. You didn't heard from your daddy Abraham for years. Now it's time to listen to mama's side of the story. Praise God so that you can be able to understand how it is that God put them back together. So let's take a read. Now we're going to start with the end of the story. And then we're going to go back and look at the story. Then we're going to come back and learn some things from her. We'll start with the end of the story. First Peter chapter 3, verse 5. This is how it turned out. This right here shows us the, re- the relationship which was restored so good by God. First Peter chapter 3, starting with verse 5. It says, for after this manner in the old times, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being subjection unto their own husbands, even as Sarah. So he's going to use her as an example. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughter ye are, as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Not afraid with any amazement. Like you, you, you don't, you, you don't want to do what it is it's said to do because it's just blowing your mind. It's even what's being asked of you. Because how you expect me to be subjected to this fool when they did this to me? How you expect me to be restored in this relationship after they played me? How you expect me to be able to just deal with this? Like I'm just supposed to sit there because of, just because I'm a Christian. That don't mean I don't hurt. That don't mean I don't go through. That don't mean you don't, you don't even understand what I went through. Well, he said he wants you to pay attention to how Sarah did this because she obeyed Abraham after he jammed her and called him Lord after he jammed her. Whose daughter are ye? The person who got jammed or son because it might be daughter or son. But yet at the same time, there's things that you can learn from her so that you can enjoy the restored relationship just like her. In fact, as I said, the relationship restored so good by God that Sarah called Abraham Lord. Now, after we learn what he did to her, Lord was probably one of the last things that most of y'all would have called him. Might have been some other four-letter words other than Lord. Even after he played her wrong, she still called her Lord. So let's look at the wrong that should have destroyed Abraham and Sarah's relationship. Let's look at the wrong that should have, it should have destroyed their relationship. Turn to Genesis chapter 12, please. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? We got something in common. Genesis chapter 12. Now this what happened should have destroyed the relationship. When I say should have, I'm talking about in the natural. Because remember, they ain't born again like me and you. They ain't got the spirit of the Lord living on the inside of them like me and you. They ain't, they, ain't, they, ain't, they ain't got a heart that's soft and pliable like me and you. They got that hard heart, that rocky stone granite, San Antonio soil type heart when this happened. And it should have got worse after it happened. But God is an awesome individual. We in Genesis chapter 12. Of course, you already know the beginning of Genesis. That's when God came to Abram and he said to Abram, get thee out of thy country and get away from thy family and get out of thy daddy's house and get unto a land that I'm going to show thee. You know, and I'm going to make thee great. I'm going to bless thee and I'm going I'm to make thy name great and I'll bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. And through you, all the nations of the earth is going to be blessed. 
went back and told Sarah, this is what God told me, and this is what we're about to do. We're about to pack up because God's about to bless us. God's about to make us great. God's about to make our names great. God's about to hook us up. So, yo, baby, yo, baby, yo, baby, let's go. And she agreed. Well, let's go. Let's do this. Thinking like I'm with a man of God that's going to be blessed flat out. Oh, see, you got to come in here with me for a minute to do. Don't read the Bible so sterile. Read it like these are actually people just like you. Now, she just found out her man is about to take her someplace where she's going to be blessed. She just found out her man is following God. Come on, Christian women. Is following God. Is willing to do what God said do. Trust God to the point that he'll leave his daddy's house. Leave his kindred. Leave everything he know and trust and then follow God and go do what he said do. Ladies in the house, is that a man of God? Right there, that's something to smile about. That's like, all right. So I know when she was packing up, there might have been a few tears from leaving family. But she's thinking like, but I'm with a man of God that I can trust. Because he trusts God enough to be able to do what he said do. Now we pick up at verse 7. You know, I'm sure she didn't really notice that when the, when the when nephew came, that he had already started disobeying God already, showing that there was cracks in his trust. But hey, hey, you know, he, he, he's still moving in the right direction. Verse 7, it says, And the Lord appeared unto Abram, I'm going to add the phrase again, and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. So here we go again. The Lord appeared unto him, spoke to him. Lord doesn't talk to my man. He done spoke to him. He's responding by going out and building an altar. What you doing? I'm building an altar. Why are you building an altar? Because I'm offering a sacrifice unto God because God spoke to me. And I want to demonstrate my commitment to him. I want to demonstrate my trust in him. I want to demonstrate my love for him. And I'm going to offer an offering. Well, you go ahead, baby. You go ahead and offer that offering. Praise God. Keep going. Verse 8. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel. And pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and 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 that place on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. She could hear him too, because remember, this is his wife. She right there with him, as he's saying, you know, Yahweh, your servant is here, obeying you and do what you said to do, because of what you said, how you was gonna bless. Me and my family. And she's sitting there like, go on, baby. Because there's something when you know you got a man of God that prays. Glory to God. So you got to imagine, she like getting fired up about this. Verse 8, verse 9. And Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. And there was a famine in the land. And Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there. For the famine was grievous in the land. Pause button again. So they doing what they supposed to do in, in her mind, in his mind too. Doing what God told them to do. God's going to lead me where to go. They run into a famine where it looks like there's not going to be enough stuff. We not, might not have all the stuff that we need. But then he says, don't worry, baby. We're going down to Egypt because there we're going to be able to have provision. And she's like, all right, I got a man that looks out for me. I got a man that cares about me. 
I got a man that's not going to leave me in back and have me putting like, you know, you know, cheap clothes on my back. I got a man that wants to go and make sure I'm taken care of. So he already got a plan. I got a man with a plan that's already going to do what's necessary to be able to make sure I'm taken care of. Y'all ain't with me up in here today. Praise God that I'm taken care of. So she like geeked, fired up, like, all right now. I'll follow you, baby, wherever you want me to go. Pause button off. And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there. For the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass when he, was, when he came near to enter Egypt. They ain't there yet. And that he said unto Sarah, his wife, uh, <laughs> Yo, uh, behold, baby. Behold now. I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. She like, oh, you so sweet. You calling me fine. She got all fired up, but he kept going. Therefore, I, it shall come to pass that when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, this is his wife, and they will kill me. But they will save thee alive. And she like, oh, I don't want that to happen to you, baby. You care for me. I care for you. So what, what should I do? Say, I pray thee, that thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. And so he gave her a proposition that says, look, baby, just say that you're my sister. And they won't kill me with your fine self. Just tell them this that I'm asking you to do. Then tell them I'm your sister, that I'm your brother. That way they won't hurt me. So I can be able to fulfill what God has in store for us to do. But I'm going to be blessed because of you. No, you hear what she's saying, he's saying to her. For because of you. I know she's thinking like, hey, you've been taking care of me? You've been looking out for me? I'll take care of you. I'll look out for you. I'll tell them that you're my sister. I'm your sister and you're my brother. Now, keep your finger here. Go over to Genesis chapter 20. So I said, but wait a minute, that's his wife. He been trying to get her to lie. Verse 12 of chapter 20 says, and yet indeed she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mama. And she became my wife. So she is actually his, was, I should say, his sister. So, so they got married because, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was that kind of stuff going on. Whereas, you know, you know, Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. Y'all know nothing about what I'm talking about, do you? Praise God. And so, yeah, there was his sister, but it, like, they still got married, you know. I don't, y- y'all didn't come from neighborhoods where people found out later on down the line that was their cousin. Y'all don't know nothing about <laughs> none of this. So anyway, that kind of stuff happened. It was happening back then, it's still happening now. Praise God. You know, point is, is that when he asked her to do that, it wasn't like he was asking her to lie. 
because they had the same father. They just had different mothers. So, so it is, you know, true, kind of, technically. You know, I mean, if you want to get like, you know, technical, it, yeah, that is the sister. So it's not like she's, she be lying. She just be lying. <laughs> Ain't like she's like lying. She, but she is like lying. So, yeah. But with God, I don't care if it's a white lie. I don't care if it's a big lie. I don't care if it's a big just, you know, but choreographed, you know, sent out and, you know, ran through the, you know, see what the people think about the lie before I tell it, you know, like some politicians do. Don't matter, it's still a lie. You demonstrate you don't have no trust in me. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say about the promise of recovering restoration God wants to bring our way. I hope even more that you're seeing that is true, that the recovering restoration of relationships really is something that God wants to do for me and you. God wants to bring recovering restoration into our lives of everything that's been lost and stolen in the lives of me and you, including those broken relationships in our lives too. So come on, saints. Let's let God do what he says he wants to do, that is, bring recovering restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 